the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, West Central Florida. I'm Bill Bunkley, and this is the Thursday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. Well, words cannot explain not only what uh, you and I and the rest of the world, for that matter, witnessed over the last 24 hours, but nonetheless, as uh, more and more information is coming in to fill in uh, some of the question marks, it is um, a very troubling, complex situation that uh, was unfortunately the most evil perfect storm that came together in Broward County. Glad to have you with us this afternoon. A special welcome to our friends, uh, not only on our answer stations, uh, on our fate talk stations, but also at the biz. Uh, Let me at least give you some preliminary numbers for those of you listening on the biz. Another strong day, at least at the close I don't know what the intraday trading has been because of a focus on South Florida and uh, other things concerning Tallahassee, but looks like the Dow Jones Industrial is finishing very strong today, up 306-plus points at uh, 25,200. NASDAQ, 112 points up at 7,256. And for those of you who are concerned about your 401Ks and the S&P 500, Well, a strong day today, 32.57 in terms of points, up to 27.31. And, uh, again, for those of you uh, on the biz, those are your numbers for this afternoon. Well, here's what we know at the moment. Not only do we have the worst massacre uh, I can remember, uh, especially here in a Florida school for sure, What we know today and what we're piecing together in the national discussion has been quite, quite comprehensive. You know, everybody has a thought, everybody has a feeling, and I've been back and forth with Mike Miracle uh, about today's program. And so going to do a little bit of a blend. We have uh, some of the very important comments and sound bites throughout the day, but I think it's also important for us to have a conversation. Today, as... um, as you have probably traveled around, if you've left home, you probably noticed a couple things. Uh, first of all, you probably noticed uh, flags at half, half-mast. half And uh, this is not a school somewhere else. This isn't Colorado. This isn't the Northeast. This is this is Florida. And I want to tell you, it's, uh, it's in Parkland, which, you know, Parkland is, is basically almost out in the Everglades. It's that west of uh, the Atlantic Ocean there in Broward. It's right next to Sawgrass Expressway. This is, uh, you know, it's kind of a cliche people are, are saying, but uh, I agree with them. I've, I've sold some real estate down there uh, in the years past, and so 
Uh, I know the area, and, and yeah, you wouldn't think that would happen there, but it, it happened there, which means the underlying systemic issues that uh, are plaguing this, fa- this, 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 this country and our families and, quite frankly, our children. We can't turn our heads anymore, I hope. So what we're going to do today is we'll give you a couple of updates, and um, what I'm going to be doing is uh, phone lines will be opened up immediately, and we'll be taking your calls. And I um, want to tell you, we're going to take a little time out, bottom of the hour, because we've got an important um, symposium coming along. Uh, Dexter Sanders is going to be with us and uh, going to be talking about some uh, some venues uh, reclaiming Florida uh, for some values very important to us. Uh, he'll be with us uh, during this hour. But what I'm going to do in the second hour, if um, you want to be with us on the Faith Talk stations, we now have the names of the victims that have been released. And in addition to that, my friend, um, for those of you that watch News Watch 8, probably the name Jeff Patterson is a name that you know. He is one of their very, very veteran key reporters. Now, I, I was listening to an audio feed, but I think I heard Jeff's voice uh, down at the press conference in Broward County, which means he, for those of you who have been watching the coverage on Channel 8, he probably has been the reporter there. Um, I think he's the one responsible, but, but anyway, there is... Uh, courtesy of uh, Newswatch 8, not only do we have the 17 victims, but I'm going to be sharing their names in the second hour, and uh, I'm going to have a, a little bit to say about each one of them, courtesy of the fine um, work that's been by, been done by Channel 8, and is their reporting, and so I will give them full attribution. But I, as I said, there were two symbols that stood out to us today. One was as you and I drove around, we saw the American flags at half-staff again. And I could not drive by a school, Michael. I couldn't drive by any, any school that I saw, any school that you have seen during the day, especially if you caught a traffic light and school was right there. I bet you couldn't help pondering about Violence in schools and what happened in South Florida. Here's a couple of updates. Let's just say that um, phone lines are open right now at 877-943-9673. I want to give you an opportunity to, to call in, give you an opportunity to share what's on your mind, give you an opportunity if you would like to, uh, and we'll try and be brief, but if you have an idea on your mind, that you either believe or you'd like to talk about that could possibly be one of the steps we take to make schools safer. Now, the phone lines are open at 877-943-9673, and we will, um, we will um, also look at uh, some of the audio that, that Mike has been putting together. Now, as a prelude to this, I want to tell you that uh, you do not want to miss our coverage in Tallahassee next week for the Bill Bunkley Show. And that is because the, first of all, let me tell you, there is a a very somber mood at the state legislature in Tallahassee. doesn't matter whether you're Republican, Democrat, Independent. 
Uh, this is uh, this is um, when you mess with our kids. I can just tell you that there's a lot of issues and and there's a there's a lot of heartbreak stories. There's a lot of things in a lot of areas, but when you have uh, a, a shaking as what's happened to all of us here in this state, when our kids have been put at risk like they have, it 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 really is the term I use sometimes is game changer. But I want to tell you that uh, over the next two or three days, the the attention, the national, state, and world attention will be on South Florida. But next week, uh, by the way, the legislature is not meeting on Monday. It is President's Day. And, in fact, um, I'm very grateful that I we have a company holiday here at Salem Media on Monday. So we'll have some great programming for you. But I'll have a chance to be with my son and my family, which when these things happen, that's very important. But next week, I can tell you that there's going to be a conversation between our Governor Rick Scott, our Florida Senate President Joe Negron, and our Speaker of the House Richard Corcoran. Uh, We will have um, three weeks left in this session. And uh, normally we would be wrapping up new initiatives. The committee weeks are, are only days from being shut down, and the only thing that happens is full session but there is uh, a now a conversation taking place that um, there's going to be probably some very quick huddling and some adjustments, not only in potentially the, the Florida budget, which is, is basically almost to the point of the two chambers hammering out differences, but um, the governor said that uh, – all three leaders were going to talk about what they might be able to do this session to take some steps, quite frankly, to make our school safer and to address this situation. So don't miss our program next week because um, as I see this unfolding, we will probably have a, a lot of the national coverage shifting from South Florida uh, to Tallahassee, especially since obviously the gun debate is going to be front and center. The mental health debate is going to be front and center, and uh, it's going to be a, a, a very important story for the nation. How is Florida going to handle this? How is Florida's political leadership going to respond to this tragedy? What will Florida do? Or the story could end up being what Florida is not going to do. All of that will be shifting to Tallahassee next week, and, of course, we will be there. Uh, back in Tallahassee on Tuesday, and um, we'll be covering that. So here's a little bit of the update. The shooter was arraigned this afternoon. He has been charged with uh, the um, 17 counts of not just first-degree murder, premeditated murder. Uh, I'm sure that the state is going to be making the uh, the case for the death penalty now, we don't know what uh, mental issues the uh, the young man has, but you can be sure that the defense right now is not going to be a, 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 a challenge for them of his guilt or innocence. They're going to try to keep the young man alive by avoiding um, the death penalty. Some disturbing things that um, a year, year and a half ago, apparently um, he posted on um on a blog that got picked up by someone in Mississippi who called the FBI. They believe it was him. 
that he wanted to learn how to be a mass murderer or a mass shooter in a school, something along that way, something along that, that line. Well, the FBI went and investigated the, the person who saw it and reported it, but today they said, well, we really didn't know really didn't know where to go to, to figure out who did it. Now, that statement is not exactly what they said, but that's that's going to be very much vetted out by the press. And uh, for all the talk of if you see something, say something, um, it, it's amazing to me. One of the big stories is, is that uh, this young man demonstrated behavior that was an issue, and uh, it didn't get picked up. So... We're going to be having a, a community discussion. We're going to take a little time out and um, get with Dexter Sanders here, bottom of the hour. That's an important symposium. We want to get that word out in a timely basis. But um, we will uh, open up phone lines at 877-943-9673. Apparently, um, he was a member of a white supremacist group, and I was surprised to find out that he traveled allegedly from Fort Lauderdale up to Tallahassee to take uh, – take part in some paramilitary training. Um, He was in the ROTC. He was expelled from the school. Um, Some talk this afternoon that this might have been over some frustrations with a female. He got expelled for um, engaging in a fight uh, with his girlfriend's new boyfriend. And so I'll I'll just ask you this. Have you looked at his picture because I, ha- I have found myself just looking particularly at his booking photo. And my heart is so sad. What happened to this young man? What happened to this troubled young man? We'll talk about that next. And uh, I'll share uh, sometime during our program today. Tomorrow is something to think about where I engage that very question. Because this just isn't a gun debate. It's much more than that. 877-943-9673. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Bill Bunkley here with a personal invitation to join me and my family on our 2018 10-day pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan. Be a part of this year's 70th anniversary marking Israel's statehood. Our tour host is renowned historian and EDI travel president Boaz Shalgi. Travel to Petra, the Dead Sea, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and much more. See where end times will unfold and visit custom locations gaining insight into geo political issues facing Israel today. The all-inclusive price is just $3,965 per person, double occupancy. For just $3,965, you'll receive round-trip airfare from Tampa, four- and five-star hotels, Wi-Fi-equipped motor coach, three meals daily, all taxes and tips. For more information, go to letstalkfaith.com or call us 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. 
Chris Wallace, and I'm a truck driver from Missouri. For 13 hours a night, I sit in my truck and I drive. Out of boredom, I'll stop and eat. If I'm not doing fast food, I guarantee there's a bag of chips open on my dashboard. That was all until Andro 400. I started out four months ago, and since taking Andro 400, I have dropped 45 pounds. I'm sleeping better. There's no cravings. I actually don't even think about food. My knee pain went away. I've had some lower back issues, and I've noticed that that went away, and I can only contribute that to Andro 400. One thing that Andro 400 said on the radio ad, does it attacks belly fat? Well, let me tell you, it did. The second month is where I saw a drastic change in the size of my stomach. I've lost six inches. This product really does work. So guys, if you'd like to experience similar results, then get Andro 400, the safe, natural, and inexpensive way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888 We're back. It's Bill Bunkley here on a... Um not only a very sorrowful, but I hope a very thoughtful uh, two-hour edition of the Bill Bunkley Show on this Thursday afternoon. As um, a- Unless you are hiding under a rock, probably most everybody listening has some sort of thought or an opinion. And uh, I also have given some thought about um, what can we do? What should we do? Eight seven seven nine four three nine six seven three. Let me just open it up, and uh, I'm delighted because uh, from all the way down south in Naples, and that gives you an idea of our reach. Irene is with us this afternoon, and uh, Irene, welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Thank you, Bill. Uh, thank God that all of you are there, people with sound minds. First of all, God is missing. That's first. Second of all, you know I hear all these people in. Congress, whatever, uh, blaming guns and mental illness and this and this and this. I want to know, we used to have peer leadership, and that taught both ways. They, you know, they'd seek out people and help them from people with swimming, you know, uh, the kids that had, um, you know, mental, uh, mental retardation, plus an outreach for everyone, people who would stand with people. It looks like this person, was he joined ROTC. But during that time, people like Hillary Clinton screaming, don't stop, Madonna, he, they deserve to be killed, and all the rest of them, Behar, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. What do you think that does to people? It, it, it does a lot. And then screaming, all these, excuse me, I'm sorry, it's my opinion, Democrats, screaming all these things. All this is hate, hate, hate. And no God, and just hate. And accusing people and yelling and screaming at the president. Look at even the other kids that went to this school who went through such a horror, had the audacity. Instead of thinking about what happened, he's screaming at the president. I wonder what's going on at that school. Well, they're probably reflecting. First of all, we have a harsh, harsh, harsh culture. And, yes, we, in many aspects, have a godless culture. And uh, I would, uh, I'm not going to make many of the cases. We'll talk about this in the next few days. But, yes, uh, taking God out of the out of the community picture and uh, giving people um a good compass 
in what I believe to be the compass, the guidebook, no doubt that's an issue. But where, where the harshness and the violence and the exposure, and quite frankly, dads and moms that are that are getting divorced and the kids are throwaway or let them be on their devices. Irene, you're on it, but but we'll talk about this today in the coming days. But but th- this is much deeper. I agree than just guns. And not only that, we're so concentrated on helping the world that we've forgotten our own people. And we're, we're, I mean, I'm not blaming them, but I'm saying if there were Christians in that school, didn't, they could have invited them to church. I'm, I'm really sorry. It's a, it's, it has all these spikes on it, but I guarantee you they're going to want to take, either make us a police state with all the guns and the security and everything, or they're going to take away the guns, or they're going to blame it on the mentally ill and put them all away. And then you're going to start people saying, everybody's telling on everybody, and that's not what it is. And it's sad. It's sick. We all have to do our part. Like I said, be a peer leader, no matter right. what age you are. All be right. a decent person. All right, Irene, good thoughts. We've got the, the phone lines just lit up, so we're going to be a little briefer today. But, Irene, thank you for your past participation today on our program. We appreciate your comments. 877-943-9673. Let's bring it back up here to uh, Tampa. Uh, let's talk to Chris. Chris, welcome to the, the Bill Bunkley Show. Hey, Bill. How you doing today? That is a sad day, though. <laughs> thoughtful. Very thoughtful. Yeah, it is, and uh, and I echo what you were saying. Uh, you know, looking at the, the booking photo, um, and it reminded me of the you know the shooter that went into the church. You know, the, the racist kid that went into the church and, and shot up everybody. You know, a little while back, and and some of the photos out there. You know, he looks young, and and it does make you you know wonder. He didn't come out of the womb this way. So, what has happened to our youth that has led them to go down these roads? You know, and. Um, I can tell you, as a youth pastor for over 10 years, one of the most important things to, to teenagers today is people that focus on how they feel. They feel like people aren't paying attention. Even their parents aren't you know, concerned about how they feel. And if you look at what's behind all of our actions, you know, there's always emotions behind our actions. Whether we get up and we say, man, I feel like a good cup of coffee today. Well, we feel like a good cup of coffee today. You know, from the littlest thing to the biggest thing, our, our emotions feed our actions. And so there's been a history, obviously, in this kid's life of failures and, and people that have failed him that led him to that point. And we really got to start focusing on the emotional and spiritual side of these issues. This gun control stuff, you're not going to stop these types of things. I mean, there's nothing to stop somebody, God help us, from walking into a mall right now and doing the same thing. So outside of a police state, you can't stop it unless we focus on the spiritual and, and well, emotional implications. I want to try and get Jim in here, or may, may not, though. Are we that tight? Uh, let me just say this, Chris, um, and, I, and it's interesting because I'm te- teaching a topical um, subject in my Bible fellowship class uh, on Sunday mornings, and it's about the cultural impact on our families. And what I want to say is this, yes, the Bible, Scripture, whatever your faith is, but I want to tell you the big question for Chris, for, for, for on Chris's point is, Who's raising our kids? Are parents raising our kids or is the culture raising our kids? And when you realize the many ways the culture can now invade your family environment, even if you've got the Ozzy and Harriet thing going, Chris, as you know, our kids are more susceptible to the vile negative things that they are acting out in their lives. And uh, it's very hard for parents to be parents because we're not uh, the country of 200 years ago. Give you, give you like 15 seconds. 
Yep, no problem. You're absolutely correct. It's social media, it's entertainment industry, it's all these things that parents really, really need to start looking at. They mentioned these kids' parents weren't social uh, social uh, network people, so they had no idea of the warning signs. There's just some failures all around that needs to be looked at. So thanks a lot, Bill. God bless you. God bless you. We'll go to Jim. And by the way, Jim and Wade, Wade, hold on. If we don't get to you, we're going to resume this discussion um, a little bit later on in the program, and you'll be the first guys. Uh, let's go to Jim real quick. Jim, do you have a thought or two? We'd be glad to bring you back uh, after our discussion with uh, Dexter. Yeah, bring you back. All right, let's do this. Jim, we'll get uh, – if you'll follow up with Jim and Wade, uh, Jim will be first, Wade will be second. We're going to continue to uh, let you, our community, uh, share and uh, talk, and uh, uh, we'll have this conversation. But um, uh, we've got a hard uh, out here in just a moment, and uh, it's very important that uh, I want to make sure that we we want to continue to cover the things that are happening in our community uh, and over the next few days, certainly this is going to be a, a conversation that will be unfolding. But coming up next, the founder and leader of the Back to God movement, Dexter Sanders, is talking about two CEO symposiums, one in Tampa on February the 20th, one in Sarasota the next day on February 21st. We'll find out what this symposium is all about. And by the way, especially you business people, you are invited, maybe extra important in light of where we find ourselves these days. I'm Bill Bunkley with The Bill Bunkley Show. Plenty of time to have the conversation. Just stay with us. Well, I step inside, but you don't see too many faces. Coming in out of the rain, they hear the jazz go down. Competition in other places. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The principal of the Florida High School where a gunman killed 17 people last week addressed the community in an emotional video message. The video was posted on Sunday and showed an emotional Ty Thompson, who is principal at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. He thanked thousands of people around the world that have reached out to the school in emails and on social media in the aftermath of the shooting that left 17 students dead. More than 1,500 mourners thronged to a Florida church for the funeral of 14-year-old Elena Petty, one of the 17 who died last week. Her family spoke at the funeral about how the teen had enthusiastically joined other youth after Hurricane Irma for cleanup efforts that relatives received support from their community and others around the world. The financial markets closed today for the President's Day holiday. Trading resumes with the Dow at 25219 tomorrow. This is SRN News. Checking your inbox? Open encouragement here. Weekday mornings at 9, it's Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. He has the authority to give eternal life to everyone the Father has given to him. And at 9.30, Know the Truth with Philip DeCourcy. When we want to see a great awakening, we need to awake. We need to be not ashamed of the gospel. Strength for your morning. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. 
Self-checkout seems convenient, but the store is the big winner. They save tons of money on labor, but you pay the same price. With Mr. Sparky, if you request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call. That's right. Request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, and the service call is only $19. And I understand there's a new jingle. Problems with the electric, something's wrong. Click MrSparkyFlorida.com. Uh, yeah, we'll work on that. Don't put your marriage on a pedestal. Do for your spouse what you want them to do for you. Those are just two keys to having a lasting marriage. But there are more. Family Life wants you to have the free e-booklet, Nine Keys to a Lasting Marriage. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword marriage. Nine insights into building and strengthening a fulfilling marriage, just in time for Valentine's. And when you log on, you'll also be entered to win the Ultimate Relationship Builder. A free weekend getaway for a married couple to a family life weekend to remember marriage getaway. Biblically based insights from top speakers and marriage experts with encouragement, hope, and practical tools to build and grow your relationship. Get your free copy of Nine Keys to a Lasting Marriage and enter to win a weekend to remember. Visit letstalkfaith.com and enter the keyword marriage. Letstalkfaith.com keyword marriage. Joe, technician from SafeLight Auto Glass. My last customer was a busy mom with lots to do until she noticed a big crack in her windshield. She didn't want to drive with her baby in that car, so she scheduled online at SafeLight.com. No one makes replacing a windshield easier. Plus, she loved how SafeLight emails a photo of the technician so she knew who was coming to her house and how soon. Call 1-800-800-2727 or go to SafeLight.com. SafeLight Repair, SafeLight Replace. Weekdays at 1 p.m. Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Count on joy when you follow various trials and testing for the testing of your faith produces patience. And let patience have its perfect work that you might be complete and perfect and lacking nothing. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays at 1 on Faith Talk 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here on this Thursday afternoon, uh, about 34 minutes past the hour. And, um, you know, we're having uh, a very comprehensive discussion, uh, thoughts, ideas about uh, our children, about schools. Uh, But, you know, the common element, especially with our audience, is, well, many of you, uh, whether you're conservatives, social conservatives or Christ followers, the idea that I think everybody knows that God being taken out of so much of our public and cultural life, we are seeing the the circumstances of that. Well, I want to tell you, I think every one of you ought to have your pen and paper ready because we've got something very special for you. Uh, the, the general area has to do with the Back to God movement, but uh, we're going to have a symposium here, uh, both on uh, February 20th in Tampa, Sarasota, February 21st. It's entitled the CEO Symposium. I'm going to give you a website, but Dexter Sanders is uh, in our studios. I've known Dexter for a long time. i tell you what, th- this young man, he's so gifted. He's an evangelist. He's an author. He's an educator. Uh, he's an international speaker. And I want to tell you that he loves Jesus, he loves the Lord, 
and his heart is for training you and others to understand your faith, to train others. And uh, he's really been used in the faith community. And uh, But he's also the founder and leader of the Back to God movement, a national movement with, which aims to cause an awakening of uh, you and I who follow Christ and God, that we may be transformed, that we may be empowered, that uh, we would be moved to impact the spiritual, social, political, and economic climate of the United States of America and abroad. And he is the executive director of Reclaiming Florida for Christ, which calls for the people of Florida to awaken, arise, and act. What a timely opportunity to have Dexter with us. Dexter, thank you for being with us. Oh, thank, thank you for having me, man. What an honor it is to hang out with the master. Well, I'm not the master. Radio. He's a master. I'm the servant. <laughs> um, but very, just as a quick foundational question. We did not know when you were going to be visiting with me today that we would be experiencing the last 24 hours as a community, as uh, as Floridians. Boy, what a, what a timely uh, event for this conference. T- tell us how that's impacted you before we get into the conference. I mean, uh, you said it at the beginning. Uh, ultimately, it's all about getting back to God. And, and that, that, um, that act of, of evil uh, that claimed the life of our 17 kids is yet another example of how we've removed God. Uh, from our everyday existence, from our schools, from our from our homes, uh, from our government. And now we're getting the results of taking God out of where God should be. And, and now now Satan is, is wreaking havoc among our children. My heart goes out uh, for those families. Just imagine, man, you leave school and uh, leave home in the morning. Mom and dad kisses you goodbye, thinking they're going to see you at the dinner table. But the kid never makes it back. Mm. Just at school. Mm. And uh, that's the example where our country has come. Man, we got a lot to do. We got to get back to God. We got to get back to his morals, his principles, and his values. And we got to do it right now. You have so many things that God's called you to do. But uh, tell us the the origin of of God giving you this vision for Back to God. It, it was uh, it was amazing. Uh, originally, he just uh, he hit me upside the head with, a, with the, just the concept, Back to God. I mean, out of nowhere. And at that time, I'm pastoring and having a good time in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, Dex, I need you to go tell my people to get back to God. And then he says, then he gives me, and I didn't quite know what that meant. So he gives me Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen that says, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. And when he gives me the scripture as an advantage, I'm thinking, okay, time to go after some more heathens and invite them into the body of Christ. But no, 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 that wasn't the assignment. He says, go get my people. And when he says my people, I came to understand that either it was by the blood or by the blood. Either you're born Israel, his, Hebrew Israelite, that blood, or you're born by the blood of, of Yeshua HaMashiach, a.k.a. Jesus the Christ. But either way, that's who he's talking to. Mm. And so in essence, Bill, he was saying, go tell the church. Tell people who say yes to me that it's time for them to get back to God, back to my morals, my principles, and values. I tell this every place I go, I'd rather go after the heathens than to go after the church mm. and tell the church that God is not pleased with where we are in America. Mm. Now, uh, get your pencil ready because for those of you, especially in light of um, our thoughts the last 24 hours, those of you who are uh, faith-based persons, I want to tell you, jot down two dates. In Tampa, it's February 20th. Um, in Sarasota, February 21st. Here's the website that I, I want you to check out, reclaimingflorida.org. That's reclaimingflorida.org. For those of you who uh, kind of feel like, hey, I want to do something, I, I want to I explore some things that we can impact our community, 
This is where you need to start. It is just days out. Again, that website, reclaimingflorida.org. Now, the CEO symposiums, they're all across Florida. We're talking about the two that are in our area. Just what is a CEO uh, symposium and what is the purpose of these meetings? The purpose of the meetings is, first of all, uh, we're, we're drawing in uh, prominent business leaders from across the country. I mean, we got Norm Miller coming in from Interstate Battery, Bob Williamson uh, from the Jesus Alliance. And then we got folks that some know in this area, John Stenberger and Matt Stavers and all those guys. They're coming in, by about 12 uh, to be exact. And they're coming to empower business leaders, get this bill, business leaders uh, to stand up and, and become a moving force in identifying people throughout the state of Florida that we can call support and, and elect in the offices from, from the governor all the way down. It's time to get the business sector into the process of electing God-fearing men and women in offices in the state of Florida. You know, Dexter Sanders, when I think about uh, our community and I think about uh, business leaders, you know, part of what we're seeing is common fabric not only is uh, devoid of God, and we're seeing some of the social, the really social casualties of that, but we're also, for instance, when I looked in this young lad's picture, I look at a, a young lad that my heart goes out to him. Just looking, I, yes. I couldn't help gazing at him. And I'm thinking, he lost his mom. He couldn't fit in. He needed to be loved. Now, think about our business leaders. You know, our business leaders, they're, they're, in the, they're part of our commerce. But at the same time, they can dedicate a part of their business effort to this community well-being. And then they can... For those who, who would like to explore the option uh, of the, what we, you and I know, that God loves us, and yes. there's people who will love on them, talk about how important it is. And, and if, you were, if you were to stereotype a particular business leader listening right now, who do you really want to hopefully catch the vision to be with you in a few days? Imagine this. Imagine the next great revival coming in the marketplace. That means that God has given opportunity to the business leaders, CEOs, and business owners, the same opportunity he gives a pastor every morning on, in Sunday church. See, the pastor is able to stand in front of his congregation and says what thus says the Lord. Well, guess what? Business leaders and CEOs have the same opportunity in their workplaces. I mean, that's their own little church, if you will. And so what are we looking for? What was God looking for? We're looking for God-fearing men and women who want to get back to God and in and, and, and their values and their morals and principles. But not only that, but help others in the community, in the environment that they work in, to do the same. And to stand up to be uh, that example of God, what, what he wants us to be, as just plain old human beings in the United States of America. Mm. I mean, if not us, who? If not now, when? And so what kind of business leader? The God-fearing one. The one that wants to see God in every aspect of our lives. Now, I want to tell you, uh, I'm going by memory here. On uh, For those of you in the greater Tampa market on February 20th, it is at the Carrollwood Golf and Country Club. And the reason why I remember that, uh, Dexter Sanders, because I live in Carrollwood Village. So I got that one. <laughs> got so that one. mark down for those of you in Tampa, February 20th, it'd be in the Carrollwood area, Carrollwood Go Golf and Country Club. The next day in Sarasota, February 21st, for those of you in that area, where is that located? Uh, that one is going to be, let's see, it's going to be at the Laurel Oaks Country Community uh, Country Club. And that's uh, that's in Sarasota. All right. And then at the Edison Restaurant in Fort Myers. Ooh. What, what day is the Edison in Fort Myers? That's on the 21st. All right. All right. Now, uh, if you're driving, don't worry about it. But just remember this, reclaimingflorida.org, reclaimingflorida.org. 
information is there also about the event, but also on how you can register and be a part. Now, you get a bunch of businessmen and women in Tampa and Sarasota, Fort Myers. Talk a little bit about, uh, as they get energized, what is your goal to be accomplished maybe uh, a year down the road from these folks? Here's the beautiful part about this. Uh, these four uh, symposiums uh, are four of 13. We've already done five a few months ago. We've done Orlando and Tampa, Daytona, Acala, Tallahassee. We've already done those. And now we're going to do these four. And we're going to clean up with four others near the southern tier, 13 cities to be exact. We're going to take leaders from each of those 13 cities, and we're going to bring them in and commit and create a committee, if you will. And this is going to be the driving force, this committee, 13 citywide in Orlando or in Florida, for finding and then helping to elect God-fearing men and women into office across the, across our, 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 our state. Hmm. Now, again, that website is reclaimingflorida.org, reclaimingflorida.org. Tell us um, how one registers. Tell them what. Tell us. Tell us. Tell our audience what they can expect the day of the event. All you got to do, man, is go to that that website uh, www.reclaimingflorida.org. Click on the CEO symposium uh, link, and you're going to go to a registration page. Put in your information. It'll take you about thirty seconds to do that, and then show up. Show up with an anticipation and excitement that you're going to meet some awesome, awesome business leaders from across the state of Florida and the country, and you're going to be empowered. Uh, there uh, to stand up for God's principles as a CEO or business leader. One last point I want to make, and of course, uh, at this hour, uh, Dexter, uh, I, I have a lot of crossover. Of course, I'm a Christ follower. In yes. our second hour, I'm on our faith talk stations. But right now, we have our uh, conservative answer stations all throughout West Central Florida, the answers. We also have our biz station. Uh, so a lot of platforms here. When we talk about these basic biblical values, they really are the family values that were basic to America. So as we're as we got an audience today focusing in on, on what what's happening, what we can do, just in about thirty seconds, tell us to maybe those that aren't Christ followers that what we're talking about is a movement that gets back to the family values that we're part of, of the mainstream fabric of the backbone of this country and why that's what this symposium really will be talking about. Sometimes labels get us really, really messed up. We start talking about the liberals and the conservatives and this and the Republicans and the Democrats and all that stuff. But the actuality, we're just talking about getting back to godly principles, uh, the principles that God gave us to govern us, that we could be his children and be great representatives of him here in the United States of America. That's what it's all about. All right. Now, if you're a business owner and if you would like to um, not just uh, make a ton of money and to uh, uh, provide for a lot of jobs, but but if you if you want to go beyond that for more of a community purpose, in addition to uh, the blessings you have as an owner. Hey, why don't you come check out the CEO Symposium in Tampa? That would be February the 20th. Check out the CEO Symposium, the Sarasota, Fort Myers, February 21st. For more details, to get in contact with uh, Dexter Sanders. And, by the way, just flip him a note off the website there. He'll be glad to call you back. Go to reclaimingflorida.org. That's reclaimingflorida.org. Again, that website is reclaimingflorida.org. If you'd like to um, just come and uh, kick the tires, come and see if this is something 
that would be right for you to plug in to make a difference in our community because I think it's many efforts like this as uh, all of us doing different parts in different areas we're going to get uh, the protection for our kids. We're going to to stand up against the evil that we've seen the last 24 hours. But uh, it's not just sitting at home. It's getting involved with that. Dexter Sanders, thank you for all of your ministry and what you do. Thank you for spending some time with us. And we wish you very, very well the next few days. Thank you so much, Bill. God bless you, man. Again, that's Dexter Sanders, Back to God Movement, CEO Symposiums, February 20th, February 21st. Go to reclaimingflorida.org. That's reclaimingflorida.org. All right, we'll fire up the phone lines, 877-943-9673. I've got some thoughts. We'll carry it over to the second hour of The Real Bunkley Show. Don't go away. This is your Florida Community Connection. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now, here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. There are many government buildings that have great security. Why not our schools? There are public events like the upcoming Oscars that have excellent security. No one has shot these up. Why can't our schools be similarly protected? At the recent Super Bowl, massive security deterred any potential terrorist or attacker. Why not our schools? Why are they so vulnerable to someone with a gun who is mentally ill? At that Florida school, they had practiced what to do in case of an incident like the one last week. It didn't help. There was one armed guard on the campus. It didn't help because he never confronted the murderer. Security and shooting back are the best ways to protect children from being killed in school. How did this 19-year-old expelled student so easily gain access to its former school? Why weren't the doors secure? Why could no one stop him, even though one man radioed a code red signal when he saw him coming? There was little response. Coded passes for students, metal detectors, some trained and armed teachers would do better at deterring mass shootings than more gun laws. That's just a fact. I'm Cal Thomas in Washington. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My husband and I wanted to buy a new car, and we don't have very good credit ratings, so the bank recommended Trinity, so we called them. And the people were very nice. They told us the best solution for our problems. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-9159 to talk to a certified counselor. Trinity consolidated our bills, got us a lower interest rate, and a much better monthly payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We feel much better now. Things are going pretty well. And since we've been with Trinity, our credit rating has really improved. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-793-9159. My name is Ann, and we're debt-free for keeps. 1-800-793-9159. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. On the eve of Civil War, Abraham Lincoln concluded his first inaugural address with two sentences of incandescent eloquence, though passion may have strained. 
It must not break our bonds of affection, he said. The mystic cords of memory stretching from every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone all over this broad land will yet swell the chorus of the Union when again touched, as surely they will be, by the better angels of our nature. These words remind us that Lincoln, whose legacy we honor on President's Day, became one of the greatest English prose writers in history, despite his background as an impoverished frontier boy with only a year of schooling. His rise constitutes one of the American miracles that should inspire anyone willing to look with open eyes at our uniquely blessed past. Lincoln followed the approach later recommended by Bismarck. Listen for God's footsteps marching through history, then grab his coattails and hang on. May we see God's design for America as we celebrate President's Day. I'm Michael Medved. You're writing a Christian book and you want it published. You also know old-fashioned publishers reject thousands of manuscripts each year. Want your book in print and on Amazon? Make it happen. Take control and publish yourself with 21st Century Christian Publishing at Zulon Press. Learn more with your free guide to Christian Publishing. Visit ChristianPublishing.com. ChristianPublishing.com. Publishing is fast, easy, and affordable with Zulon Press. A division of Salem Communications, the same great people who bring you this nifty radio station. I'm excited because uh, here at Salem Media with uh, the only Florida emphasis uh, live programming each and every afternoon, both Florida here and around the nation. You know what? Uh, just like talking to Dexter Sanders, you know what? We're going to talk about different ways, different ideas, and that's what this community conversation is all about. Now, got a few moments here on our wider platform, The Bill Bunkley Show. Phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. We already got Jim and Wade. They're back in the queue. Got a line open right now. Let me just give you a quick heads up. Uh, second hour, I'll be back. Uh, or if you're not listening already, obviously um, at the 5 o'clock hour, we're back on our Faith Talk. Uh, very, very inspirational signals. Uh, I'll be at 5.70 a.m. Most of uh, you listening today can catch a very strong signal, by the way, on a.m. 5.70. You can catch me in the second hour there for more of this local discussion. Um, Our transmitter in Plant City is a.m. 9.10. So if you're a little more in the central regions uh, of the state, a.m. 9.10 might be your signal to to listen in just top of the hour. And those of you in Lakeland, uh, it's sweet. You guys sweet. We we got an FM translator right there in Lakeland, 102.1. Get that low voice on your FM dial. Hey, we'll be there as well, Joe. I just want to give you a heads up. And, of course, live streaming right now at letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com. Or you can listen, download the WTBN app and listen to our app, uh, iHeartRadio, as well. Now, I'm going to get to uh, Jim. Uh, we'll have to cut it off in a second again, but uh, if Jim and I are still talking, I'll be glad to hold them over. Jim, thank you so much from Tampa. You're live on the Bill Bunkley Show. Your thoughts about uh, the last 24 hours? Hey, Bill. Well, actually, I'm from Land Lakes, but uh, two things that might save some lives. I mean, it's surely not going to save them all. One thing is, uh, if you're a crook, are you going to break into the, the house that has a, an alarm company sign in the front yard, or are you going to go to the next house? You're going to pick your target. Okay, why not put some signage out in front of schools that says, big letters, warning, employees are armed for the protection of our students. Now, whether they are or they aren't, the bad guy won't know. But just the the thought that, "Eh, maybe I better pick another school. Well, that's what I would want done 
the, the school where my children are going. But the, uh, the bigger thing that I've been trying to uh, talk to people about that I think might uh, dissuade someone is it, we, we agree that most of these people who do these mass killings are, are off in the head. There's something wrong there, whether they're doing it for uh, revenge or just the notoriety. And I think it's more than notoriety. Why do we keep publishing these people's names? I think if, if, if the next guy out there that's having a bad week, his girlfriend dumped him, he's mad at a teacher, something bad happened, he said, I'm going out in a blaze of glory, they're going to remember me. So he, he sees this guy's name plastered all over the news. So he goes out there and he says, I'm going to go down, and they're all going to remember me for what I was. I'll go down in infamy. Why, why are we so obsessed with the guy's name? You can talk about him, but keep the perp in anonymity. Let him die a John Doe. Maybe the next guy will say, you know, I can do this, but nobody knows it was me. Maybe I'll just have to, you know, go suck my thumb somewhere. Well, let me, ad- let me, and don't go. We're going to hold you over probably top of the break. Uh, Jim, let me, let me address your second point first, and that is anyone who listens to my show will know I mentioned this alleged shooter, and alleged is just what I do. We all saw it unfold. Uh, I mentioned the shooter's name on day one. Uh, today and here on out, and you know how I have talked about other uh, mass killings or these senseless tragedies, uh, Jim. I'm already on your page. My policy with the Bill Bunkley Show is uh, they don't get they don't get any more mentions after day one. Now, let's go back to your first premise, and um, and that is the idea about uh, people armed in school. So keep in mind um, that's a discussion that's now going to be had because. Obviously, guns, 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 uh, and getting rid of all the guns is going to be the primary thing you're hearing. But let's get to what you just said, because I've been doing some research and thinking. And so let's talk about armed people at school. I happen to believe that uh, we probably now have entered into a time where one armed person at a school, a trained resource officer, um, is uh, we saw in this particular situation, large campus, 3,200 kids. He was not in the right area to be a deterrent. Now, Jim, I want you to hold on. Wade, we'll get to you. Going to take a break here because we got another hard break coming up. But, Jim, hold on. I want to tell you my thoughts about uh, armed teachers, armed administrators, along with a resource officer, and uh, an idea – that um, I, I've been really thought about for some time, and I'll introduce it next to the Bill Bunkley Show. Now, what we will do for Jim and Wade and our audience, uh, we are standing by. There will be, I believe, another press conference in the 5 o'clock hour because they'll want to get some information out for the 6 o'clock news feeds. We will uh, interrupt our conversations to go so that those of you that are in traffic, Those of you that are on the way home don't have an access to your television sets, and of course we know that's a large part of our audience, we'll uh, bring you the press conference live so you can get the latest from um, Broward County. 877-943-9673. Going to take a break. I'll be on the other side on our Faith Talk stations, AM 570, AM 910, and 102.1 in Lakeland. And I invite you to uh, join the conversation and uh, join you to ask you to call in as well, 877-943-9673. First topic up, armed administrators, armed teachers, good idea, bad idea. That's next on the Bill Bunkley Show.
This is an urgent update from FreedomChecksAlert.com. On March 1st, $34.6 billion is expected to start being paid out to thousands of everyday Americans via Freedom Checks. Checks so big they make Social Security and every other government program look pathetic. Take Doug, for example. He's a 46-year-old from Joplin, Missouri, who's set to get a check for $24,075. Lisa, a 57-year-old from Tulsa, Oklahoma, is set to cash in an even bigger check for $66,500. To be clear, this is not a government program. It is much better than that. There are no age and income restrictions. As long as you act before March 1st, you have the chance to join thousands of people like Doug and Lisa who are reaping a massive windfall from life-changing freedom checks. To see how you can claim your full share of this $34.6 billion payout, go to www.freedomchecksalert.com. But don't delay. March 1st is only days away. Go to www.freedomchecksalert.com for more details. That's www.freedomchecksalert.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. The driver of a press van in President Donald Trump's motorcade is detained for having his personal firearm in his baggage. Correspondent Linda Kenyon has the story. A gun was discovered during a routine security sweep in a parking lot across the street from President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club. The driver told reporters he forgot to leave his firearm inside his personal vehicle before getting in the press van. As a result, all of the drivers of the vans were not allowed to enter club property, and White House staffers had to drive the vans instead. While in Washington, Secret Service personnel drive the vehicles in the motorcade, including the press van. But on this trip, the driver was an outside contractor, not a White House or Secret Service employee. The incident was just part of an eventful morning for the White House press corps in southern Florida. While on the club grounds, another press van grazed a Secret Service vehicle in the parking lot. The president's now en route back to Washington. More than 1,500 mourners thronged a Florida church for the funeral of 14-year-old Alina Petty, one of 17 people killed in last week's massacre at a high school. Her family spoke at Monday's funeral about how the teen had enthusiastically joined other youth after Hurricane Irma for cleanup efforts and that relatives received support from their community and others worldwide. Meanwhile, the couple that let the gunmen stay at their house are speaking out. Kimberly and James Sneed told ABC News they saw and spoke to Nicholas Cruz after he was arrested. I went after him. I really wanted to struggle, used to strangle him more than anything, and I just... Everything I wanted to say, just didn't, I, I tried to reserve myself. I said, really, Nick? Really? You know, yelled at him. And he mumbled something, but I didn't hear it, and he said he, he said he was sorry. He said he was sorry. Meanwhile, Cruz appeared in court for a procedural hearing. He said nothing at Monday's hearing in Broward County Circuit Court, the first he attended in person and not via teleconference from jail. He kept his head down and did not appear to make eye contact with the judge or others in the courtroom. More on these stories at Town Hall. Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show Weekend Edition. Thanks so much for joining us today. This is just a small sample of our daily weekday show that airs from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, AM 910, and FM 102.1. You can also listen to the show live online at letstalkfaith.com, or you can listen to it on the iHeartRadio app as well. We'll be right back with the Bill Bunkley Show Weekend Edition right after these messages. 
Bill Bunkley here with a personal invitation to join me and my family on our 2018 10-day pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan. Be a part of this year's 70th anniversary marking Israel's statehood. Our tour host is renowned historian and EDI travel president Boaz Shalgi. Travel to Petra, the Dead Sea, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and much more. See where end times will unfold and visit custom locations gaining insight into Jesus geopolitical issues facing Israel today. The all-inclusive price is just $3,965 per person, double occupancy. For just $3,965, you'll receive round-trip airfare from Tampa, four- and five-star hotels, Wi-Fi-equipped motor coach, three meals daily, all taxes and tips. For more information, go to letstalkfaith.com or call us 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. There was a tiny crack in the corner of Mike's glass, spreading like a spider across his windshield. He wasn't worried. His first thought was a new free windshield and cash on the spot. He called 813-96-GLASS, 813-96-GLASS. If it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Who's happy to be at the game today? You know who's not happy? Your buddy Pete, stuck at home doing the laundry with his wife, who loves soap operas. Pete should have taken advantage of Sun Country Cleaner's wash, dry, and fold service. With 38 convenient locations in Tampa Bay and delivery, Pete could be here, dealing with overtime at the ballpark instead of dealing with an overflowing hamper. Sun Country Cleaners, let us do the laundry while you do life. Online at suncountrycleaners.com. Ladies, between career, family, friends, and church, there's barely time to breathe. How about we take a break for a night out? Faith Talks Ladies Night Out is coming up Thursday, March 22nd at Bell Shoals Baptist Church in Brandon with Christian comedian Leslie Norris Townsend. Maybe it's just my husband or just some, he just hates to wash the clothes. But he loves to wash the car. Laugh out loud with several hundred of your BFFs. Do you know what I do? I put all of his dirty underwear in the rag pile by the car. Come early for a ladies' expo featuring shopping, giveaways, desserts, and light hors d'oeuvres. With food trucks on hand ready to satisfy your appetite for fun. Faith Talks Ladies Night Out with Leslie Norris Townsend. Thursday, March 22nd from 5 to 9 at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. Last year's event sold out, so get your tickets early. Tickets and information at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Weekday mornings at 9. Don't miss Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. That is the gospel message. The gospel defined. Jesus died sacrificially. He rose victoriously. And he offers salvation to everyone who believes in him. That is the gospel. Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. Weekday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Once God hands to the other 
This is the Bill Bunkley Show. It's our President's Day weekend edition. Welcome back to the program. I'm producer Michael Miracle, and we're going to hear from Dr. Marcy Biddleman, uh, who is the CEO of the Juvenile Welfare Board. Uh, she details their upcoming fifth annual Focus Faith-Based Symposium, which is coming up here February 22nd. That conversation is coming up in a bit. But first, it's Bill and our buddy Willie Rice, who is the senior pastor at Calvary Baptist Church, and their conversation about Scientology. Let's listen. Well, I tell you what, one of our solid pastors right here in West Central Florida has been a dear friend for years, and I'm talking about Dr. Willie Rice who's the senior pastor at uh, Calvary Church. I know it is Calvary Baptist Church. And uh, I want to tell you that it doesn't seem like it's uh, been this long, but uh, Dr. Rice returned to Calvary way back in 2004 uh, to lead the church that he has always considered his home. Dr. Willie completed his high school years and responded to God's call to ministry. He met and married his wife, Cheryl, and they are a team there at Calvary. Now, Willie was called, he was licensed, and he was ordained to preach right there at Calvary, right there in Clearwater, all under the leadership of another mutual friend, Dr. Bill Anderson. And uh, Brother Bill pastored there for 27 years, but in 2004, Calvary called Willie to come back home and serve as a senior pastor. He had served in many other areas here, uh, also in Alabama. But uh, he is, uh, I tell you what, one of the most respected uh, members of not only the Florida Baptist Convention, but the Southern Baptist Convention. Dr. Willie Rice, good to have you back with us. Bill, you're so kind. It's always uh, good to be on with you. Well, it's good to have you with us, and I want to jump right into this. That is because um, in January and prior to that, you have grown up in the ministry of Calvary Baptist Church. Uh, I remember the days when I was part of some ministry um, activities there when you were in downtown Clearwater. Right. You moved out a little bit further to have a little more room for your campus. And then in that void downtown, it's been uh, the, the expansion of, uh, of Scientology. You have uh, had some differences with Scientology. You have uh, been public about that. Tell us a little bit about how all of this came to be uh, in terms of uh, now this debate that you're having with Scientology. Thanks, Bill. Of course, uh, Scientology arrived in uh, Clearwater in earnest in the mid-'70s, I believe, uh, under kind of a false name, the United Churches of Florida, which there, there was no such organization, of course. And uh, really, a lot of folks around here didn't know who they were, and so it's it's uh, they came in, bought the uh, Fort Harrison Hotel, which has now become one of their um, and maybe considered their world headquarters. People from all over the world come and uh, learn uh, to practice Scientology, learn the principles of Scientology, and so Clearwater um, has become. I think, unfortunately, kind of known as one of the, the headquarters, maybe the headquarter of the Church of Scientology. And uh, Calvary was located really right across the street from them for many, many years, our our historic home. Uh, we relocated, not really because of them, but just, as you said, other things uh, back in about 2005. But um, Calvary has always kind of just because we, we are actually Clearwater's oldest church, uh, founded in 1866. And I just think uh, as, as a church, that's been here for many, many years, we have through the years just tried to articulate, not because we're trying to engage in a meaningless debate or try to be mean-spirited, but we we want people to understand there is a 
vast and irreconcilable difference between the teachings and the worldview of Scientology and the teaching and the worldview of biblical Christianity. Dr. Rice, as you have talked about those differences, um, we have been reading ongoing reporting by primarily the, it was the St. Petersburg Times and now it's the Tampa Bay Times, other articles in the Tampa Tribune through the years. And so um, the, the, the questions, there have been questions about the business as well as the religion of Scientology, mm-hmm. certainly been in the marketplace. But you have addressed those, and as we have seen in other reporting, that when someone steps out and may have a, a critical analysis of Scientology, there, uh, there are um, responses that come along with that. Mm-hmm. Tell us when you decided to be a little more public, and I also want to talk about a town hall meeting you had just weeks ago to share some of these differences with your church family. Yeah. Uh, first of all, in terms of the repercussions, they, they have a doctrine uh, that's known as fair game. Uh, that was uh, that was the name of the policy written back in the 1960s. Now, they will publicly say they have renounced fair game, but that's really a kind of a, a distinction without a difference, because the reality is they only renounced it for people they didn't consider suppressive persons. So in reality, fair game continues and has been for many decades practiced by the Church of Scientology. It different times in different ways, but it basically means, hey, anything goes. If you're a critic, if you, if they feel threatened by you, uh, they will sue you, they will uh, come after you, they will try to destroy you, they will try to get you fired. Uh, they have uh, in the past planted evidence on people. They framed one of the mayors of Clearwater, uh, which is a well-known case, and, uh, and many, many other things that have been well, well documented. And it creates a kind of, the, the purpose of it is to create fear and intimidation. People should be, you know, they, they want people to be afraid uh, of, uh, of challenging them. Uh, and, and it's still there. Uh, that you, know, you don't know what they might do. But honestly, the more people speak out and the more different people speak out from different spectrums, it, 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 it kind of... Um, you begin to see the dog doesn't have as much bite as you thought it would have. That, uh, you know, when more people stand up and speak out, uh, it, it, people feel emboldened. They feel encouraged. And uh, and I don't know, you know, we don't worry about that sort of thing too much. We just feel like as Christians and as the church, we have a responsibility to speak out and to speak the truth. You're listening to the voice of Dr. Willie Rice, who's a senior pastor at Calvary Baptist Church. And let me just tell you that if you're looking for a church home right there in that Clearwater area and and really right across uh, the causeway from uh, the West Shore area of Tampa as well, I highly recommend uh, Calvary Baptist Church. Their website is calvary.us, pardon me, calvary.us, calvary.us. Let's get back to Scientology in just a moment, but but what I wanted to engage you about is um, we as Christians, you as a Christian, you as a leader of one of uh, one of the the flocks of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, the critics of you and I and Christians are the fact that well, those are just a bunch of narrow-minded people. Well, uh, guilty as charged. Uh, we're narrow-minded, but we're narrow-minded because we believe in a book. We believe uh, in a book that we believe is inspired. Talk a little bit about the roots of 
why um, you and I are narrow-minded, and whether it be Scientology or any other faith that we believe uh, is not the one true way to say eternal life, uh, I want to talk about the basis of where you're coming from, and then we'll circle back to Scientology. Yeah. Well, one of the things that is the most offensive thing about Christianity uh, for people looking at it from afar is the the exclusive claims of truth. We we believe in truth, as Francis Schaeffer used to say, with a capital T, or truth, truth. Not your truth, not my truth, but truth. And that's a strange melody in a postmodern age that doesn't even believe there is such a thing as truth. Um, it, but as Christians, I mean, one of the things – but this is true of every religion, really, I would think – uh, certainly most, you're going to study what you believe. You're going to compare and contrast that with other groups. You can do that without being malevolent. You can do that without being arrogant or unkind to people. Uh, we can simply say, hey, here, here are our truth claims. Here's what we believe Jesus and the apostles taught. And for us, that's, that becomes back to that. Uh, it, it, and and we can compare it with all kinds of groups, and we've done that. Uh, I, most Christian churches will at some point compare and contrast biblical Christianity with fill-in-the-blank. And we would certainly do that with Scientology. That really wouldn't be all that newsworthy. That's what every church does. What makes Scientology newsworthy is not just to compare and contrast the belief systems, which there is a vast contrast and an irreconcilable difference. But it is the behaviors of Scientology which have garnered so much attention beyond the Christian community. Uh, In fact, among many, many people who wouldn't even call themselves Christians, there is great concern about Scientology because of the behavior, the accusations of of, uh, human trafficking, of of violation of labor laws, all kinds of accusations that have been made, uh, abuse of people, and so on and so forth, that are salacious, that are scandalous, that are shocking, and it may be illegal. And, And that's what garners the attention beyond just a church discussing a difference of doctrine. Hmm. I have been watching a a cable program with two of the former leaders of Scientology, Lee Remy and uh, former leader David, I can't recall his name. Mike Renner. Mike Renner. Mike Renner. Talk a little bit about that because I think for some of us that has been something that we've been exposed to, even if we were just channel surfing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that program and, and what we're watching there? Is that part of the concerns that they have been um, right. illustrating? Right. Is is that in the area of your concerns as well? Oh, I, I absolutely. It is a riveting program, and I think it's one – you know, Mike has become a friend. Uh, he and I uh, talk on occasion. I have great respect for him. He's not a Christian, an evangelical Christian, and share my convictions in, in that. But he and I have become very good friends. I love him greatly. I think he's a very smart, engaging uh, person. And uh, we just seem, you know, at least from my end, and I think it's mutual, we really enjoy the conversations that we've had. Um, and uh, I, I think it's hard to under uh, to uh, overstate just how damaging uh, Mike and Leah have been to the Church of Scientology. Mike Renner is probably the highest-ranking person to ever defect. I mean, he was the head of public relations for the entire church. Uh, and uh, and for him to come out, and then Leah Remini is, of course, a celebrity, which they love to cater to celebrities. And both of them are untouchable in a sense. They certainly have come after them and tried to criticize them and subject them to fair game. 
But, uh, you know, Leah Remini is a star. She's got plenty of money. She's not worried about uh, them. And, and Mike Render is like, He's like, yeah, I don't care what they're going to do to me. And so they have both become really important voices in the anti-Scientology movie. And, and here's what's different, Bill, about their show than a lot of other books that have been written. They tell the stories. They tell the stories of people whose lives have been hurt. These are people who would be your neighbors, people who would be citizens of our community, the families that have been torn asunder, uh, and and it, they deal with suicide, forced abortion, child abuse, some really wretched stuff. And the show does not come from a Christian perspective. The language can be a little rough if you watched it, but but they're telling important stories that need to be told. I, th- I think they've done it heroically. Mm. Dr. Willie Rice, I want to have you respond to something you're well aware of, and that is to to bring the other side of this issue. The Tampa Bay Times, of course, has been covering this, and Scientology spokesman Ben Shaw uh, had some comments about you, Dr. Rice. He said, and I quote, uh, Dr. Rice's uninformed triad, triad, uh, unchristian and un-American, he went on to say, where Christianity teaches love, the only message of his being you, divisive and provocative rhetoric about Scientologists and Scientologists is hate. Why seek to provoke harm to your neighbors just because you do not understand what they believe? That's a direct quote. And I want to give you a chance to respond to that uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the statement by Scientology and, and as your motives are being questioned. Well, that's typical of the kind of, you know, blather that you, you would expect from them. But it's not hateful. Here's what I would say to a Scientologist friend if they were sitting in front of me. It is not hateful to discuss the differences. Um, you can't have it both ways. You can't cry for religious freedom, and then when somebody exercises their religious freedom, uh, tell them they're hateful and they need to be quiet. The reality is we have vast differences between uh, Christian doctrine and Scientology. They're irreconcilable. Uh, it's the Scientologists who have said they're a church. It's the Scientologists who have used the cross as a symbol. It's the Scientologists who have told people uh, you can be a Christian and a Scientologist. Well, those things are just categorically untrue. And, uh, you know, therefore we need to counter. We have, we have as much right as they do to our religious beliefs. So we need to counter that. They will call it hateful because you're uh, disagreeing with them, you're exposing them. Uh, but it's just telling the truth. And uh, as I say, we're not the church that hires private investigators. We're not the church that sues people. We're not the church that uh, breaks up families and tells people they can't talk to their children. Uh, th- that's not, you know, th- that's not our church or any other Christian church that I know of. And uh, that's just telling it like it is, and they don't want to hear it. Mm. Dr. Willie Rice, before I let you go, first of all, I want to thank you for your ministry. Thank you for the years and years of ministry, oldest Christian church there in Clearwater. Before we let you go, Dr. Rice, of course, their website is calvary.us, calvary.us. If someone is listening today, and, of course, we're going to be talking to Dr. Rice more in the future as uh, this issue is going to be unfolding. But, Dr. Rice, if someone wanted to uh, come and uh, visit either a Wednesday night or or a Sunday or a Wednesday service, when can folks come and plug in and have a chance to uh, uh, be with you. Oh, you're so kind, Bill. We, 
we uh, you know Sunday is probably the biggest day that people come and check out. We have two, we have three campuses now, uh, one in Seminole, one in East Lake, and then here in Clearwater, our largest and oldest campus. Uh, you can find out all about those on the website Calvary.us. Uh, we have uh, ser- two services uh, on each of those campuses in the morning. Uh, here in Clearwater, it's 9:15 and 11, and at Seminole and East Lake, it's 9:30 and 11. And uh, that's a great way to come in. We've got a bunch of stuff that happens throughout the week, again, which you can learn more about on the website. But uh, certainly we invite anybody to come uh, anytime. And by the way, you're, you're live on the web as well. And plus, if somebody can't wait till Sunday, they can certainly go to your website at calvary.us and uh, tune into one of your sermons, right? They absolutely can, and we've got a lot of them archived there, including the, the uh, forum that we did uh, about Scientology a few weeks back. All right. Great resources as well. Dr. Rice, thank you for your friendship, and thank you for your leadership there. We look forward to continuing this conversation as we move in the future. God bless you and your congregation. Thank you, Bill, for what you do. Anytime, man. Anytime. Thank you, my friend. Again, that's Dr. Willie Rice, Senior Pastor of Calvary Baptist Church. That's calvary.us, calvary.us. The Bill Bunkley Show, President's Day Weekend Edition. We'll be right back. Tony Dungy. Being an all-pro dad is the greatest thing a man can do. But there's one kind of all-pro dad who stands above them all, and that's a foster dad. There's no greater hero than the man who steps up to foster a child. Totally unselfish, totally extraordinary. Only six in 10,000 will step up to help a child with no home. Put yourself to this test. Are you willing to take a step toward being a truly great man? Learn more. For the four joys of fostering, go to allprodad.com. Life is full of bittersweet transitions. It's difficult to know how these changes will impact us over time. For some people, difficult transitions like retirement, divorce, or loss of a loved one can hit harder than expected and may contribute to feelings of hopelessness or even thoughts of suicide. The risk of suicide is even higher for men over 50 who served our country. Guys like me. That's why support from friends and family makes such a big difference. Every day, your actions could help save a life. Together, we got this. Learn how you can help save a life at VeteransCrisisLine.net. Get an early start with God's Word. Weekday mornings at 6, it's Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. 
Knowing how to live, which is wisdom, and how to apply biblical truth is more important than making money. And it's 6.30, Grace to You with John MacArthur. To humble myself and accept some difficulty in human life, to have the joy of heaven is a simple choice for me. Strength for your morning. Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Is happily ever after possible? Yes. And you can learn the secret if you win a trip to a Family Life Weekend to Remember Marriage Getaway with registration, hotel, meals, and travel expenses paid. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword marriage. And when you enter, you'll also receive the free e-booklet, Nine Keys to a Lasting Marriage. Discover these relationship builders. Visit letstalkfaith.com and enter the keyword marriage. Don't miss the 5th Annual Focus Faith-Based Symposium February 22nd, 8.30 to 4 at Suncoast Cathedral in St. Petersburg. Focus is a network of faith-based community and social service providers in partnership with the Juvenile Welfare Board, Florida Dream Center, and Eckerd Connects Community Alternatives. The Focus Symposium aims to increase access to needed services in order to build individual and family resilience, resulting in stronger communities. Register at jwbpinellas.org. That's jwbpinellas.org. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800 500 5588 if you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. So over the years, I've, you know, my heart has improved some, and then it's dropped a little bit, and then it's improved some. This is Focus on the Family Minute, and Julie Manning describes her struggle with a physical heart condition. This past May, I found out that I'm technically in that heart failure range again. And so it's just another one of those opening your hands and surrendering, going, okay, God, you have my life. You know, I can't go down into a dark place just because my heart, physical heart, increases or decreases based on the year that I get tested and my soul needs to be rooted in who God is and what his word says about me and the fact that this place here on earth is not our forever home. When you walk through a valley of suffering, trust in God and his promises. Hear more from Julie at familyminute.org. Know the truth with Pastor Philip DeCourcy. His freedom was limited. He ends up in prison. His life is cut short. But that's okay. When you're a forerunner, it's all about preparing the way, clearing the way, and getting out of the way. You're expendable. It's okay to be a link in a chain of God-given reactions. Weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. 
online at letstalkfaith.com. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A prominent psychiatrist is cautioning survivors that they may want to limit the funeral services they attend to close friends after 17 people were fatally gunned down at a Florida high school last week. Dr. Francisco Cruz, a lead psychiatrist at Ketamine Health Centers, said Monday that survivors shouldn't feel obligated to attend all the funerals. He's also urging survivors to work through the grieving process with the help of counselors, pastors, or others. Russian officials have scoffed at a U.S. indictment charging 13 Russians with meddling in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. But several people who worked at the same St. Petersburg troll factory say the details correspond with their experiences. Marat Mindyarov, a former paid commenter at the Internet Research Agency, says the organization's Facebook department hired people with excellent English skills to sway U.S. public opinion through an elaborate social media campaign. SRN News. We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous. We were made to be courageous. Hey, welcome back. This is the Bill Bunkley Show, President's Day Weekend Edition. And let's get back to this special edition of the program with a cut from our Wednesday offering where Bill had the chance to chat with Dr. Marcy Biddleman, who is the chief executive officer of the Juvenile Welfare Board. And the two talked about an upcoming faith-based symposium. Let's listen. Let's get back and, and have a conversation about something that's very important to me. And that is, um, you know, that right here uh, at Faith Talk, uh, our, our Christian worldview, our worldview from religious liberty and religious freedom, uh, it is it is a it is a, a tenant that we hold very dear. And during the entire history of our our nation, even though it's come under attack here in recent years, there has been uh, a direct involvement. Uh, by our churches, uh, by our clergy, by men and women of faith, not only in their communities, but in the raising of the children of those communities, and also being part of the, well, the community fabric. Well, we want to talk about that today because next week there is an important uh, symposium. It's actually the fifth annual uh, FOCUS, Faith-Based Symposium, and uh, it's a, a coming together, if you will, about the the relationships that can really be cultivated for the good of our community, the good of our kids, when we match some of the, the wonderful social service organizations that serve us right here, uh, particularly in Pinellas County, along with a lot of the faith-based um, entities and organizations. When those come together, I tell you what, it is awesome. So in light of uh, the uh, symposium coming up next week, my next guest uh, for today is Dr. Marcy Biddleman, a Chief Executive Officer of the Juvenile Welfare Board and uh, going to be a very important contributor to uh, what's going to be happening next week. Now, the Juvenile Welfare Board of Pinellas County is a publicly funded, mission-driven organization with a seven-year history of improving the lives of children and families in Pinellas County. Now, Dr. Biddleman oversees an annual budget of uh, $84.2 million in a workforce of uh, 54, uh, while ensuring 
policies set forth by the uh, the board of the directors, and they're interested in investing in programs uh, between the faith-based community and social services that have proven results, and that's part of what this symposium is all about. And when we talk about the thousands of Pinellas County children and the families that uh, are positively impacted by these efforts, uh, you know where my heart is and uh, doing all we can to promote and and to um, undergird uh, all of these activities is so very, very important. And it just makes all of our communities there in Pinellas stronger. Now, I want to tell you that... uh, also, Dr. Biddleman has 12 years of service with the United States Marine Corps. We certainly uh, deeply appreciate the service of the nation. District Administrator for the Florida Department of Children and Families, the Executive Director of Heartland for Children, Vice President of Community-Based Services for Eckerd Youth Alternatives, and Executive Director of the St. Pete Free Clinic. With that, uh, Dr. Biddleman, good to have you here this afternoon. Well, thank you. <laughs> nice introduction. Thank you very much. Well, I tell you what, you deserve it, and uh, we thank you so much for what you're doing. Well, coming up uh, next week on February 22nd, an all-day opportunity at the Suncoast Cathedral in St. Petersburg. It is the fifth annual Focus Faith-Based Symposium. Tell us a little bit about what this gathering is all about. Well, this is the beginning of um, just our involvement with faith-based and uh, and why we do this type of thing. Uh, which leads to the to the symposium. Uh, we have several things that are that are going on, but this is a, really a primary one uh, to help bring the whole network of people in this community. Give them a, one more way, one more door on how we can come together and how we could put some of the things. So whether it's service or whether it's uh, interest or uh, keeping an eye. I mean, we of course are focused on children. But uh, but keeping an eye on all the children, whether it's your neighbor, whether you're working in and around a school or picking up your children, it's everyone that has to work together. And we've just promoted that for such a long time, whether it's through the faith community, business community, however uh, we can get out there and say children need to be safe. And, uh, and, it's, and it really is incumbent upon all of us to do to do the same thing, to make sure that we're looking out for them. I used to do a training where I, I would say, if you want to know who needs to make sure children are safe, go look in the mirror, because it belongs to each one of us, that we should all be responsible for children. This symposium really is just one more way to uh, to bring a particular part, a specific part of the community together, uh, so that they can talk about what they do, this is just one of many, many types of things, but this is very, uh, I think, comfortable and uh, informative, uh, very educational for those who are wanting to work within their church or through their church or using their faith uh, to, to help in this community to, kind of, to, to be part of that safety network. So I want to uh, remind our friends that are listening in Pinellas County this very moment, if you are a pastor, if you are a deacon or an elder or a member of your church, um, if you've been thinking about or praying about how your local ministry can do more in the community, how it can get involved with uh, the lives uh, of the community at large, I want to tell you that uh, you are invited uh, to find out more about possibly coming and joining the 5th Annual Focused Faith-Based Symposium next week uh, on February the 22nd. 
It will be getting underway at 8.30 a.m. It will be an all-day affair, uh, wrapping up around 4 o'clock, conveniently located at Suncoast Cathedral in St. Petersburg. Again, at Suncoast Cathedral in St. Petersburg. And uh, here's a website, and I'll give you this uh, website uh, certainly a couple of more times during our conversation next uh, next few moments. Go to jwbpinellas.org. That's jwbpinellas.org to find out more on how your faith-based organization or church might want to come and take part and learn how you can plug in. Now, I want to remind you that uh, Focus uh, is this 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 compilation of bringing the faith-based community together as long, as well as with social service providers uh, in partnership. And that includes, of course, the Juvenile Welfare Board that we're talking about this afternoon, the Florida Dream Center, uh, Eckert Connects Community Alternatives as well, and all of that coming together at, with a great game plan looking at uh, how they can work together to impact the children coming up in the next year. Now, um, so why, as far as the Juvenile Welfare Board, I know there's other sponsors, um, tell us a little bit more. Let, let's drill down more on on what you have found to be the importance of the faith-based communities and uh, why is it important, why it's important to you to be one of the sponsors to bring both the private sector, the faith-based, and the social service agencies together. The, uh, we have one, we have four um, focus areas for here at the Juvenile Welfare Board. The latest one is strengthening community, and that means being out in. It's not just about community, or the word community means so many things anymore. It really means get into the neighborhoods and uh, the families that uh, or individuals that uh, attend or go to a church or synagogue or whatever their faith takes them to. Uh, one, they're already interested in uh, taking care of themselves as in, in their own uh, social, emotional well-being, but uh, they are perfect uh, to help do some of these other kind of things that have to happen. We do fund programs. They, the volume of children and families who are in need, uh, whether that could be because of economics, but it also is about uh, behavioral issues, substance abuse, the whole opioid uh, issue that that here we are again trying to uh, be in a huge crisis that we have to adjust to. The faith community, those are people who already really, really care. The pastors are terrific. Uh, they do want to come together. They see a lot of their uh, congregation people in their congregation coming to them for how do I how do I get this or here's my problem and I need some help well we can do some of that in fact we're trying to set up a, a different way of helping out the pastors so that uh, that we could provide maybe resource or we could uh, help with what's where's the best place to go the the reason it kind of goes back to what you really asked for the reason the faith community is so important is because they're everywhere there, there, are, there are so many uh, uh, different places that families could go to and get good information. But the resource in a, in a church or, uh, or any of the other faith groups, the resources are limited. I mean, they're doing everything else. Uh, and so we're trying to bring the social services together with the, uh, the pastors, ministers, uh, so that when someone comes to them, they actually can get them right to some kind of help or assistance, or certainly information about where's the best place to go. 
So uh, I think that this symposium that's coming up really puts those two very vital things together, who the family will go to and how will they get the resource. And I, I really do think that that's going to be a great opportunity. And one of the things that I really want to say about this symposium is it's an opportunity for small churches, for individuals uh, to come and be part of this greater whole where we uh, can talk and we they're going to hear a lot of information. But it doesn't have to be it, it, the bigger churches, we want them, We want, and we, we have a lot of uh, churches who work with us, but I really want to welcome and ask for people to come uh, who are just looking for something to do that they can be a part of this community, and uh, oftentimes it is through their church, So, uh, but, but it doesn't matter the size of the church or what you know, in fact, that's the point. What you don't know is what you're going to find out when you go to the symposium. Mm. And Dr. Biddleman, I just want to add to that that, um, of course, for the last couple of decades, um, a lot of my work at the state capitol here in Tallahassee has been, uh, fortunately, with a, a, a legislative majority that has uh, embraced many initiatives over the years, um, bringing in the faith-based communities uh, as the, the private uh, sector partnership. I know in some regions, um, quite the opposite is true around the country. But here we've worked on that, and I think your point is so well taken that uh, just about every church uh, is a beachhead, and it's in a local community. And oftentimes people in that local community will come knocking on the door of the church, whether it's a, a food need, a clothing need, or some sort of need. And uh, different churches have different ministries, but you never know who's going to come to your door. And when you have a church that plugs in to this particular effort, there's a lot of opportunities for churches to make a referral to help people in need, and that's what this symposium is all about. Not only the fact that we're going to be doing some, some work on this synergy moving forward, but if you haven't attended the symposium and you're in Pinellas County, um, someone from your church really ought to attend because the networking is going to be going on and how through the social services entire net of outreach – um, that gives uh, not only an opportunity to help people, but for those uh, who want to also uh, have um, some guidance in the spiritual aspect of their lives, it gives uh, some of our faith-based organizations and churches the ability to do that. Now, if you're by your home or office computer, I want you to go right now to jwbpinellas.org. That's jwbpinellas.org, and there you can find out about uh, this symposium. And again, mark your calendars. It's at the Suncoast Cathedral in St. Petersburg uh, next week on February the 22nd. Get underway at 8.30 in the morning, and they'll wrap up around the 4 o'clock hour. Now, uh, Dr. Biddleman, I know that this group is called FOCUS. So tell us a little bit, uh, that an acronym, tell us about what FOCUS is and how the, uh, the, welfare, the Juno Welfare Board there got together to organize this event. Um, I have probably about 12 thoughts at this moment to tell you, but FOCUS itself is, uh, it is, it is an acronym for family-oriented concept, united to serve, and I'm reading that because I've always called them FOCUS. Uh, the point is coming together. There are so many issues that, can, that need to be handled. One of the things that I've said for years in, in any talk that I've ever given or presentation is that the original social workers, the original ones who helped came from the church. Uh, we only got social workers and 
formalized it and made it a little bit different as the years went on. But go back to basics, and uh, people in the church are the ones who really have always wanted to help. What we're trying to do is because of the uh, so many things. Well, so many. there are so many resources, but there are so many problems. And that connection needs to be made. We, we have to put our need along with our resource. That's what this symposium will do, is that it really says, and here are some things you can do, and here are some uh, opportunities for people who, are, uh, who come to you in need. Or uh, This is just that opportunity to put those two things together, and I think that's, that's the whole point of it. Um, and why JWB is involved in this is uh, because we really – need to be on the forefront of how do we help uh we you, you know you mentioned our budget and yes that's that seems like a lot of money it's not up against all the people that need help so it has to be bigger bigger and broader and besides i think there should always be opportunities for people to help it doesn't have to be done by agencies it uh that that's not the only way we do things and the, the whole faith community is just one gigantic way uh, to be part of this whole thing. And we, we need their help, enjoy their help. We have great relationships uh, here from, from the juvenile welfare point of view. Um, I'm always looking for volunteers to send out to one of the programs or, or um, just because the need is so great that we anybody who wants to come, anybody who wants to be part of helping, and I think we all have this little thing in our hearts where we want to help others. And uh, there is a way to do it. And, Boy, I, I don't know of a better place where it's kind of like a, a one place where you can get a lot of information, meet a lot of great people, and um, be part of the whole helping network that, that's going on. Uh, and not just because it, money is incredibly important, and I always have to be careful about that. Money is important, but the more important thing are the relationships, are people – getting to know someone else, and then sometimes when you have two or three people, you can have a little bit more courage or step out or do something a little bit better because you have somebody with you. And, I, and our faith community provides that, uh, just, just the idea of working together and, and doing some good things. Uh, it's, you know, that's what it's all about. And I want to remind you that uh, I'm encouraging every church, every faith-based organization, if you can send a delegate next week, uh, we're talking about the 5th Annual Focus Faith-Based Symposium there in Pinellas County. Uh, it's going to be taking place February 22nd, 8.30 in the morning at the Suncoast Cathedral in St. Petersburg, 8.30 to 4. And uh, what a wonderful thing it would be uh, if we had our faith-based community um, coming in mass and saying, hey, we want to learn what you're doing. We want to help be a part of the solution. And uh, that would be great. Just a few moments left. I want to come back with one last question, Dr. Biddleman, and that is uh, this is the fifth year. Um, just give us a, a little bit of a flavor of what's going to be happening during the hours of 830 to 4 for those uh, who may be thinking about, considering, or praying about coming and being a part of the symposium next week. Okay. Uh, what we'll be doing, obviously, is highlighting collaborative efforts uh, who's already working together? How can you become part of something that's uh, that's happening? And uh, the, there's going to be about 30 different organizations, uh, churches, 
but organ social service organizations, they're going to have tables there. So there's a lot of information uh, about networking and resourcing that you can just walk around and uh, in addition to uh, great speakers who are going to, you know, talk about different different things, there's going to be the opportunity just to go pick up some information uh, and so that you'll have that, uh, you know, to, to network yourself. Um, so that you can bring that, actually, when you were saying, uh, you know, if you can go, go, well, one representative from a, a church can take back a lot of information for their entire congregation. So I, I think that's, all, that's also part, a very important part of what we're doing. All right. Well, again, we're talking about you plugging in with your organization. And uh, our guest this afternoon has been Dr. Marcy uh, Biddleman, Chief Executive Officer of the Juvenile Welfare Board there in Pinellas County. And we're talking about your participation, representing your church, your faith-based organization, at the 5th Annual Focused Faith-Based Symposium coming up on February the 22nd, an all-day affair it's going to be happening from 8.30 in the morning to 4 o'clock there at the Suncoast Cathedral in St. Petersburg. And uh, for more information, go right now to jwbpinellas.org. That's jwbpinellas.org, jwbpinellas.org. And uh, I want to tell you from here in Tallahassee, I could not um, encourage you more than to come and to meet Dr. Villeman. All the fine folks are going to be there and, uh, Doctor, we thank you for being with us today, and uh, we are praying for a huge crowd for you next week. Well, you certainly are going to be instrumental and significant to that huge crowd. You've done great for us today, so thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you indeed, and uh, we wish you all the best, and thanks for being with us today. Thank you. All righty. Get that website, jwbpinellas.org, jwbpinellas.org. And the Bill Bunkley Show, President's Day Weekend Edition. We'll be right back. you've done to lift up those around you during your military career we're not going to let your money concerns get you down we're the nfcc and we've got your back on this one as your financial advocate we're dedicated to improving the financial health of all members of the military community whether your debt issues are related to student loans or housing or involve credit cards our goal is to help you to defend your financial future NFCC certified credit counselors have already made the difference for thousands of military members and their families. Let us make a difference for you and yours. Schedule a confidential financial review with an objective nonprofit NFCC financial counselor. Call us today at 877 404 6322. That's 877 404 6322. Or visit us at nfcc.org/slash military. You owe it to yourself. Get relief now. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. 
Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Futures and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Fire the stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Scott Bauer, and I've been on the trading floor for 25 years. I traded for Goldman Sachs in the S&P 500 pit and was the first Amazon market maker at the CBOE. I am also the senior market strategist here at Trading Advantage, the leading educational firm teaching people how to become professional traders. Now, for a limited time, I am offering one of the trading techniques used by thousands of our students every day to help build their financial future. Get started right now by calling 1-800-288-0092. Leave your email address on my voicemail, and I'll email you my free trading technique and the Trading Advantage Daily Market Report at no cost to you. Again, 1-800-288-0092. That's 1-800-288-0092. Thank you for the amazing job you've done in moving my first book forward in the publishing process. Ludie Cotton Darnell's book, Ashley, Alex, and the Mystery Twins, was published with Zulon Press. This is an exciting time for me. Have you got a book for a Christian audience? Want to control the publishing process? Your free publishing guide is at christianpublishing.com. I thank the Lord that Zulon Press has made it possible. Visit Zulon Press for your free publishing guide at christianpublishing.com. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. On the eve of Civil War, Abraham Lincoln concluded his first inaugural address with two sentences of incandescent eloquence, though passion may have strained. It must not break our bonds of affection, he said. The mystic cords of memory stretching from every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone all over this broad land will yet swell the chorus of the Union when again touched, as surely they will be, by the better angels of our nature. These words remind us that Lincoln, whose legacy we honor on President's Day, became one of the greatest English prose writers in history despite his background as an impoverished frontier boy with only a year of schooling. His rise constitutes one of the American miracles that should inspire anyone willing to look with open eyes at our uniquely blessed past. Lincoln followed the approach later recommended by Bismarck. Listen for God's footsteps marching through history, then grab his coattails and hang on. May we see God's design for America as we celebrate. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 